When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm super pumped for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Gretchen Culver from Rocket Science Events and Mini Weddings, all about how to coordinate with planners on elopement and mini wedding packages. Gretchen shares how and why she started mini weddings, how to navigate the micro wedding market, and how to make sure you are still profitable at the end of the day. A little bit about Gretchen is that she launched Rocket Science Events in 2010, ultimately becoming the go-to design and planning firm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In 2020, she opened up the doors to Mini Weddings, a luxury brand that provides stylish and affordable micro weddings in her market. And I'm so excited that she's here today. It's a great conversation, and I know you guys are going to learn a whole lot. Also, a little housekeeping before we get started. Tea with Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. I would love for you to come on over and follow us at Tea with Janae. There's a link in the show notes so when you can swipe on up and give us a follow. Also, if you love today's episode, we would love your kind words and support if you leave us a five-star glowing review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy, takes a few minutes, and makes a big impact on the show. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Gretchen, can you say hi to everyone? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk today. I'm so excited. This is such a great topic, and I'm so pumped to have you here. Um, But before we get started, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. All right. Well, uh, so I have been in the wedding industry, basically my or the hospitality industry since college. I had an art history degree that I graduated with and was like, I don't know what to do with that. So went into uh, events, basically. I got a job at a catering company and was immediately thrown into the world of weddings and corporate parties and all that jazz. And I was in love. And then I've just kind of built my career from there. I went to work at a hotel and then I worked for a national wedding company. And then um, in the recession of 2008, I thought, you know what, I want to be my own boss. And so in 2010, I launched Rocket Science Events and we are a design and planning firm in Minneapolis. And I really wanted to do stuff that was like unique and original and different and have really been enjoying it. And then of course the pandemic hit mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone was looking for the pivot, right? Uh, so my rocket science business, I had to move all of my weddings and uh, my corporate contracts were canceled. And so then I 
thought, okay, well, what do I, what do I do next? How do I make money during this pandemic and stay afloat and still do, do the thing that I love and be a part of the industry that I love? And uh, so I thought, well, what about small weddings? And so I started doing some research on small weddings. And then in April of 2020, launched Mini Weddings, which is my micro wedding brand. And uh, it's been an exciting ride for the past past year. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's it's so great that you were able to pivot like successfully <laughs> and, and yes. do it, which is so important. And that's what, you know, you're here today. We're going to be talking about coordinating with planners on elopements and mini wedding packages and just sort of educate our audience and our listeners about what that actually entails and, mm-hmm. and like, is it going to be around? So I'm really excited to dive right in. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, the rise in the popularity of micro slash small weddings. You know, I feel like as a wedding photographer, couples really embraced the smaller option in 2020. What are your thoughts about it? Yes. I mean, 2020, they didn't have an option to have a big wedding. So of course they're going to embrace the small wedding, but I do feel that small weddings have been gaining in popularity for the last few years. In fact, pre-pandemic, I was seeing that my rocket science clients were having fewer and fewer guests instead of, you know, 150, 250 on the guest list, they're under 100, you know, maybe 30 or 40. And so always in the back of my mind, these past few years, it's been like, okay, how do you, is there a, is there a market for small weddings and how do you stay profitable when you're working at such a small scale, especially for a planner? Uh, I charge a percentage fee. So a smaller wedding typically means a smaller budget, Mm -hmm. even if it's not a smaller price per person, it's still less money overall. And so then it's like, well, how do you, you know, how do you stay afloat? in the small business world. So that had been kind of like just been kicking around in the back of my brain for a while. And then I met a woman in Birmingham who was doing this micro wedding concept where you were, she was doing multiple weddings on one day and everything was completely taken care of for the couple, all prepackaged. And it was really easy and simple. And she had been seeing success with that over the past few years. So she was really instrumental to me being able to make the mind shift into the micro wedding world and just understanding, oh, here's how you can create a a wedding experience that is COVID compliant in 2020, uh, unique, different, but also on the on the small scale and still be a profitable business. And so after talking with her, I was really inspired to start, you know, diving into the numbers and talking with my, my vendor partners to see if we could really make it work. And I thought when we started that it was going to be basically a solution for couples who had to postpone their wedding from COVID or, you know, like a pandemic reschedule, people who just wanted to get married now and they would maybe party later. I was so shocked to learn that a lot of the couples that were coming to us were people who just wanted a small wedding anyway, and they weren't excited about having a traditional wedding for whatever reason, just that they were shy and, or didn't want to invite a lot of people, or they don't want to spend that kind of money on a wedding. So there are so many reasons where people are drawn to the small wedding. And so even though now in Minnesota, our pandemic restrictions have been lifted and we just had our first 
post pandemic, quote unquote, um, you know, restrictions, uh, mini wedding in June. And uh, that was so weird to do, but um, (laughs) it's, even though the restrictions are lifted, we're still seeing interest in people booking even into 2022 now. So I think that this is just a business model that was waiting for, there was a market waiting for this. It just was not being served. Right. People didn't realize that there were a whole bunch of people who were never going to have a traditional wedding. They wanted a small wedding solution, but there just weren't any options out there. So that's why, and I'm, I'm seeing this too, just like across the country too, with people who are starting small wedding business or catering to, you know, the adventure elopement or that sort of thing. These may have gained popularity in 2020 and COVID was maybe the fuel to the fire, you know, of the small wedding trend, but it's for sure here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, New York city, that's where I'm from um, or live and I'm from too, (laughs) but they, we just had all our restrictions lifted yesterday. So like all my wedding vendor friends are sharing from the governor, like it's over, you know, we could, it's 70% vaccine, you know, like we're here. I mean, it's not over, but it seems like we're really getting back to a place where a big wedding can happen. But I love that people want the smaller weddings. I have to say for me personally, I enjoy the smaller weddings because they're so much more intimate. You know, it's like 20 people. It's really focused on the vows, really focused on the ceremony. And it's just, I feel like the couple just is more into it for some reason. I think that there are a lot of people who were I saw this with some of our mini weddings. So we did have some mini weddings where it was COVID reschedules. And a lot of those reschedules were people who were already doing a destination wedding. So it was already small anyway, but they couldn't go to their destination. So they're staying here. But we did have a couple of couples, couple of couples, uh, (laughs) who they were planning a big wedding and they canceled it and they went small. And what I've heard time and again is they loved the small wedding and they didn't expect to love it. Like they, they thought it was a good solution. Like they thought, yeah, this would be fine. I want to get married. So this is the route that we need to go. But then ultimately they loved it so much because of the time they got to spend with the people who they really love and care about. Like a lot of time, you know, you can sit down and have a conversation. Whereas, you know, at a wedding of 150 people, the couple basically just goes, from table to table or person to person, it's basically, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, and you don't actually get to engage in meaningful conversations. And the families get to engage in meaningful conversation as well. One of our very first mini weddings, their families were meeting for the first time, basically at the mini wedding. And it was just so amazing to see them like connecting and forming friendships. And and instead of also having to play host too, you know, they were able to relax and be in the moment and be present. And so I'm hoping that people who had these small weddings now become um, evangelists for them, right? Like, oh, I had a small wedding. I thought it was going to be terrible or cheap looking or not fun, but actually the opposite, you know? And so that maybe more and more couples will start to opt for the smaller wedding when maybe in their mind, they were thinking a bigger wedding was the way to go. I think priorities are changing. The pandemic has really put, I think, a pin spot on what is important to people Mm -hmm. and family and friends are important. And so being able to spend time with family and friends, I think that priority is going to change how people approach 
their, their special events moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, a year of not being able to see your friends and family or touch your friends and family or hug your friends and family has made people, that's all they want to do. You know, like when can we get together? When can we see you? And I think weddings are just another extension of that. And Mm -hmm. they want to, they want to celebrate that way. So, so let's say you're listening right now and you're like, okay, this sounds great. This is what I want to focus on but I really only do big weddings. You know, where would you suggest someone listening, you know, get started? Well, I think now as everything is opening back up, there isn't as much of an urgency to pivot or switch a business model, right? So last year, yes, you needed, I I didn't want to get a, I didn't want to get a day job. I wanted to still be an entrepreneur. So I needed to find a way to, to stay in the black And so now I think anyone who's considering doing small weddings really needs to think about it as a a thoughtful approach to it, which sounds kind of, uh, let me see if I can be more clear. They, it's not, maybe not necessarily going to be the main part of their business, or if they want it to be the main part of their business, I think that it needs to be a little bit more of a, a slower approach mm-hmm. because even though people are still excited about small weddings, this whole micro wedding concept elopements that sort of like the mini monies, they're still fairly new and it's still a smaller percentage of the population that's getting married. So I don't think if I were to start mini weddings today, we would have seen, we would see the success that we saw last year, but we are now able to build off that success of from last year, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think if you really like small weddings, go for it and, but be really thoughtful and, and intentional about your approach and take it slow and don't just like dump your other business for the small wedding stuff. In my case, I didn't dump my rocket science business. It was still there. I just didn't have any business. Right, yeah, <laughs> so so yeah. it was it was just kind of like on pause, right? So I, I was able to focus on the small weddings 100% and throw a lot of time and energy into that business. And now that the bigger weddings are ramping up again, my small weddings business is kind of running on autopilot and I can focus, but it is hard as a business owner to really split your time and do things well if you have too many things going. So I I do think that if you like small weddings, start exploring it, start talking to other vendors who are doing it uh, and start looking at really what you could offer and then have that but have your, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be sort of a, um, a really intentional marketing plan where you showcase small weddings, you tell the world, the universe that you're interested and you want to focus on small weddings and then let them come to you and start networking with people like yourself who or, you know, who are focusing on small weddings and try to make partnerships that way. So eventually your, your business could model would change, but over time, you know, it wouldn't be immediate, yes. but you could make it uh, small changes add up. So then one day you're like, oh, I'm only doing small weddings this year. My dream has come true. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's yes, 100%. And I think that what I, I, I'm, I'm maybe sounding a little hesitant or cautious is because like I jumped into it head first. I didn't feel like I had any other options. Now I have more options. And so 
if I were starting it now, I definitely wouldn't start with four dates. I would start with one date or right. two dates. You know, we were planning on doing 12 dates in 2022 and now we might actually only do eight. So mm-hmm. we're really, I'm, I'm trying to pull myself back a little bit too, just to make sure that I'm not overextending because with my business model, the way that it works is that all the contracts run through me and I'm securing all of the vendors and the venue and that sort of thing. So it, it is a little bit risky if I put a date out there and I don't book enough of the time slots. You know, I have typically four to five time slots on, on a wedding date. And if I'm only booking one or two, well, I'm losing money and it's not worth my time. So there's a little bit of risk there, which was fine in the beginning, but now, and all my vendors were willing to work with me in the beginning, you know, like, oh, if this doesn't work, like we're, we won't like make you pay us or whatever. They were very generous, but now, you know, I'm signing contracts with venues and I am paying and I'm going to have to pay no matter what, if I have to cancel or not. So it's just, there's a little bit of a risk with, with my business model. Now, if you're doing like a photographer, if you're a photographer and you're wanting to create an elopement package, right. And you've partnered with a florist and you've partnered with an officiant and you have a couple spaces that, you know, if, if it books, it books, you're not, you're not having to put any money out on, on the line. I think that is less risky. It's an easier approach. So maybe even starting with something that has less, less cost on your end, is a, is a good way to start too. Cause I don't, I don't want people to like, be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do micro weddings, multiple. I want to do multiple weddings on one day. We're going to do eight dates a year. And then I'm putting it down all these deposits and then, you know, they don't fill up. It's, it's such a, it's such a weird world right now that it's just, it's, it's better to be cautious and take it slow. Yeah. I think that's good advice. I really like that. So if you are thinking about offering smaller weddings, you know, what is a smart way to make it profitable. I know you mentioned this in the beginning, but I would love to hear sort of like how, how you did it and maybe you can help uh, other people listening. I think the key to profitability is automation and not like robots doing weddings, but (laughs) I had to look at this new business model, the mini weddings model. And I had to say, okay, if I'm not going to be making the same amount of money that I would on a rocket science wedding, what, how much do I need to make to, to make it worth it to me? And then how much time do I not have to spend in the business? Because time is money too. If I'm not talking to these mini wedding clients, I have more time to do other things. And so the key for me was setting up automation. So everyone for mini weddings books online Mm-hmm. And then I used Dubsado and they are put into a workflow. So they get automated emails from us. We don't even meet the couples till the wedding day. I would yeah. say most of the couples we don't even talk to before the wedding day. If we we're talking to them, it's, it's via email. Um, sometimes people will have a few questions that pop up after the booking process happens. Uh, sometimes we get emails prior Um, But it's very, very streamlined. And it's not like we're not giving them good customer service. You know, the emails are very thorough, thoughtful. And of course, if someone emails us outside the workflow, we're getting back to them. But the amount of time it takes to 
design and plan a mini wedding. And then the amount of client interaction is so much less, maybe one tenth of the time or one, I I don't know. I was an art history major, but it's (laughs) so much less than a rocket science wedding that the reduced profits. Yeah make it 100% worth it. And so I had to run the numbers originally to say, okay, you know, what, what do I need to do? How many weddings do I need to book to break even all that stuff. So the, the automation was key. And, and, and for me, the people who are booking, a lot of the people are younger people, you know, twenties, early thirties, and they've grown up on technology. So they have no problem booking their wedding from their phone mm-hmm. with like, you know, booking it online and placing a deposit. It's a complete mindset shift. And that was one of the biggest challenges was figuring, making my mindset align with this new consumer. Right. And um, so, you know, people are like, oh, I have to talk to them and see if they're a good fit or I you need to send them a contract. Like no one's going to p- place a deposit online. And yes, no, you don't have to talk to them. And yes, they will. Like, it is so easy. You know, we'll get bookings at 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday or midnight on a Wednesday. And it's so great to like wake up in the morning and be like, oh, look, there, there's a booking. So <laughs> automation, huge. It, you know, how, thinking about how you can create something that doesn't require a lot of time on your end. Maybe initially getting the business model set up, that might take time. But then after you've got it in place, it's kind of rinse and repeat. And that way you are freed to do other things. I would say like, I've been talking to a florist locally where I think that they should do almost like a, an a la carte ordering on their website of bridal stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like bouquets, boutonnieres. They, a lot of clients don't care. They just want pretty stuff. They're not interested in picking out like the exact shade of pink for the ranunculus or, you know, they're not saying we absolutely have to have the toffee rose or whatever. They're just looking for ease and a good value. And so make, make your website um, able for them to, you know, customize a small package for personal flowers for their elopement or their small wedding. And then you're going to get that order and they're going to come and pick it up. And it's so easy. Right. So it's just like some of those ways to like, I think a lot of this industry is really focused on like um, high touch experience, customer service, which is really great. And that should be the case. But for a lot of couples, what that means is convenience of being able to book online and not talk to a real human and just, get it done, you know? So there's a lot of different consumers out there and just being aware of the fact that these, the newer ones are often very comfortable with technology. And so we as an industry need to embrace it to engage them more, I would say. Uh, And then I would say for looking at profitability, like making sure that you are not taking away from your other business in order to make your small weddings work. So if for me, I'm a planner, Saturdays are limited. So if I am scheduling my small weddings on Saturdays, I'm now taking myself off the calendar for a potential rocket science wedding, which would be a much bigger paycheck for me. 
So I decided to actually, once mini wedding started going so well, hire a full-time employee. So she handles that. So now I actually come this summer will not even have to be at the mini weddings. I will be able to have that be run by her and some assistants. And now that means and mini weddings are on Sundays anyways, but still I wouldn't do a rocket science on, on Saturday, Saturday, and then a mini wedding on Sunday that, right. that wouldn't, that doesn't work for me. So, um, but yeah, so you just don't want to be robbing Peter to pay Paul basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is something to keep in mind too, especially as you're building the business. Now, if, you know, if mini weddings was my only business and I wanted to survive solely off that income, you know, then I would have to choose, you know, like get, getting rid of rocket science or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what, when you were speaking, I had like a little light bulb moment, like for photographers, you know, having that custom ability on your website, obviously, you know, we don't do that. Or when m- most of us, you know, we talk to our couples and we make their collection or their uh, offer. And then we will like, you know, present it to them or, you know, some people just email it, but I'm thinking like, what if, or what would you think if like a photographers had a separate, maybe hidden site where they got an inquiry for a mini set, a mini wedding. And they're like, here, you could just book it here, choose what you want. And then I'll see you on the day. Like that's kind of automating it in a really easy, easy way too. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as it makes sense for you, right. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do, I mean, I think photographers are doing this a little bit with mini sessions. Yeah. I think that it's kind of an evolution of that concept, but even from what I've been seeing with the photographers that I work with locally, their mini sessions could be automated and they're not, you know, it is kind of a, a, a pain to, to book them. Like there's still a process. I think taking the friction out of the booking process allows more people to book you. Right. And I mean, you want people to give you money, so you got to make it the easiest way possible. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, for many weddings, we take credit cards for rocket science. We do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that when I look at the credit card fees, <laughs> it makes me want to vomit, <laughs> <laughs> but they, that's how like, they're not going to not, they're not going to book if I'm making them pay with a bank wire transfer or a bank, you know, uh, a checking account or, you know, like I need to take the friction out of booking. And so then that I just account for that when I'm doing my pricing, right. That I know that every, every mini wedding that I book is going to be about, you know, $80 in, in credit card fees. But when I'm building out my, you know, my budget spreadsheet for the, the, the profits, I'm like, okay, well, that's a line item. Now my, my, my credit card charges are in there that that's a cost photography is a, you know, so I just have to account for that. So those are some of the little things that I think that as business owners, especially small business owners, we kind of maybe get stuck in our ways too a little. And so we just need to get out of our own way so we can make money. Yeah. I love that. No, it's so good. And, you know, you mentioned early on that you like partnered with a couple of your local vendors um, to, to sort of create this experience for your mini wedding clients. Like how, how did you join forces and, and decide to do that? Well, I was really fortunate to be able to partner with a lot of my tried and true vendors that I used for rocket science. Uh, you know, you, I've been in the industry long enough where I've, I feel like I've, I've paid my dues and I formed a lot of great relationships and the venues were sitting empty. Mm-hmm. So they were looking for 
anything and photographers not shooting. I mean, everyone was not working. So it was a real easy. And then frankly, uh, one of my good friends who is a catering salesperson for um, a catering company that I work with a lot, she was the one who gave me the final kick in the pants and was like, you have to do this. That catering company runs a couple venues. So the first two dates that I launched were with at their venues mm-hmm. uh, and with them as a key as a key partner. And so I basically just said to my photographer, Hey, this is how much I can pay you. You're going to get paid per wedding. So we have flat five slots that day. If three of the five book, you get paid for three. Uh, and again, there's Sundays. So, well, first of all, they weren't working anyway, but second of all, they're Sundays. <laughs> so it is a non-peak date. Again, I'm not taking business from their they would never do it on a Saturday, right? That doesn't make sense. But Sundays, right. yeah. And so that was a key part of the planning initially was to think about like, how do we make this not good, not just good for mini weddings, for me, for my business, but make it good for our entire vendor team. Because we want to we wanna support our events community and be an active member in it. So it, it would be silly for us to do these on, on Saturdays. So we do them on Sundays. So and then I, you know, I said to the, you know, my partners, I said, you know, this is a new concept. I have no idea if it's going to work. And they were like, yeah, we're with you. We're used to you doing crazy things. Like, <laughs> let's just see. And after the first date, everyone was like, yes, we want to do all of these all the time. They're so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like, we kept on thinking we were forgetting something, you know, like, right, wait, yeah. why, why, why do we have time to sit down? <laughs> At a wedding, like this yeah. is not how it's supposed to happen. And so it's easy, it's fun. And with the vendors, I was able to, you know, just tell them, especially we've been bringing a, a few newer people on board, you know, so just kind of telling them the benefits too of these smaller weddings. Like, for example, since I'm the contract holder, you know, my photographer, they don't talk to the client at all. Mm-hmm. Like the couples, you know, they, they show up on the wedding day. I've already had the couples pre-fill out their portrait lists, all that jazz. So it's very, very easy and they get to be creative. And if the couple isn't maybe so great, I mean, all of our mini wedding couples are great, but like maybe they're not as photogenic or, or they feel uncomfortable on the camera or they don't want a lot of photos. Like there's not, they're not spending the whole day with them. It's a right. short, sweet time. And then we've got a new couple coming in. And, um, so I know like the photographers love the, the ease, like just showing up and shooting, being able to be creative, you know, not having to, you know, stress about like all of the other things, billing and, and all, all of the things. And then they're small weddings. So, you know, they're getting 75 images. So, well, it's real easy to call down to 75 and, you know, edit and send those off. So that I think is just like, a real benefit of starting in the pandemic. But I also think that it would be easy for people to leverage their current relationships at any time. And then yeah. being able to explain the benefits. For example, I go back to like the elopement thing. Cause I think a lot of photographers, that's a, that's an easy way for them to create a package and get, and get into the small wedding world. Uh, instead of doing, you know, like paring it down to, Oh, we just do three hours or whatever you know, if you created a smaller package that included flowers and an efficient, so you reach out to your trusted partners and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, here's the benefits to you. You don't have to talk to the client, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, as people start doing more of them and working together, I think more and more 
vendors will easily understand the benefits and want to do them and have that be a a new revenue stream for them as well. Yeah, for sure. No, I think you're definitely helping to inspire a couple of people listening right now, which should be which is wonderful. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talked about the benefits, but let's talk about some of the pitfalls and maybe if there are any, you know, switching gears um, and, and just focusing on micro weddings, you know, do you think that there is anything that we should avoid um, if this interests us? Yeah, uh, just to... Call back our earlier conversation a little bit with the risk. It is for sure for me a, a financial risk. So just being aware of like what your contracts are, and you know, COVID is quote unquote on its way out, but it is something that could resurge in the fall. And we had to cancel two mini wedding dates, and that was a that was a huge pain, and that was not fun. And so just being aware of like what what restrictions might be in the future and how to work around them. Yeah. I feel like every wedding pro is now uh, adept at navigating planning events in a pandemic, but I just don't, I don't think like, I don't think it's, this is going to be the last time we're talking about this. I think that there could be something come fall where we're needing to address it. And we're still going to keep some COVID language on our website as, you know, as far as far as like what, we've done in the past and what we'll do in the future. I also think that you um, really need to make sure that you are making money, right? So that you're not, I think a lot of people don't understand how much time they put in. I track my time for things, um, especially like new projects, because I, it's an eye opener for me. Like, oh my gosh, I thought my design presentations took 20 hours to make. Well, I tracked my time and it actually took 40 hours. So being conscientious of the time that you're investing to make sure that it is, that it is a profitable business for you so that you're not just spending a lot of time and breaking even. Cause that to me, unless you really love it, but I feel like you're in business to make money. And so just really being aware of, aware of your investment and not necessarily just financial. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's really good. And, you know, you want to make smart moves. You don't want to make any mistakes and, you know, you don't want to lose money. <laughs> so I think it's good to sort of figure it out and, and go slow. Like you said in the beginning, you know, take your yeah. time, figure it out and start slowly offering um, more elopements or mini weddings or partnering with your local vendors to, to sort of get into this, this field and, and see how it goes, see if you like it. And also being open to the possibility of, you know, I don't know, the 17th wave ever, you know, maybe coming yes. back, or, you know, like just, I think, yeah, as a going through this myself last year as a wedding photographer, when I speak to couples now on the phone, it's like, oh, I'm totally COVID versed. Like, yeah, we rescheduled, you know, I can X, Y, and Z all of that for you. And <laughs> like, here's the policies and everything's really clearly like, you know, laid out. So when I have a question come in, it's like, oh, it's in the contract and make mm -hmm. sure your contracts are really tight and everything. So make sure your contracts are tight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, make sure you have good ones. You I would also say that if you have a higher end brand, Mm -hmm. for your main company, you need to separate 
your small wedding brand. Mm -hmm. I, I have seen a couple of planners try and do the micro wedding thing under their luxury brand. And it's two different audiences. So you're, it, it becomes a muddled message. And so that is not successful and they haven't been successful with their, their smaller micro wedding packages because it's not been t- a distinct enough delineation between what they're offering. Now people don't actually even know that mini weddings is uh, a sister company of rocket science. Really? I'll, I'll get, I'll get, Rocket Science will get inquiries that says they found Rocket Science through mini weddings. And so I just think that's hilarious. But I really made a a conscious effort from the get-go to make them, even though they're complimentary, and I definitely think the design of mini weddings is very Rocket Science, it's still a separate company, different language, different branding, different key messaging points. You know, the the phrase all-inclusive package like, (laughs) you know, it just like that, you know, to me, that's like, oh, are we going to sandals in Mexico? But for my small wedding couples, that is, that is a phrase that works. (laughs) And it's, it's so, and I I hope I don't sound snooty, but I, I definitely think you need to have a distinct brand for your your small weddings, whatever it is. Now, if you're as a planner, if you're a florist, I think there is a way to have your main brand speak to both customers. I think there are some other planners um, that have done some micro wedding packages that are, or small wedding packages that are smaller, but they're more like a regular wedding, just a smaller scale, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I think that can work underneath your main brand because that's the same aesthetic and it's the same, it's the same client, right? So as long, just remember who you're talking to, I think it's not maybe necessarily a, a pitfall, but it could be. I actually remember I have a hair and makeup artist friend who went through some growing pains, raising her prices. Cause she didn't raise them enough. Mm-hmm. So like once she actually raised them, I think she almost doubled or maybe she did double her prices. And then she started getting bookings because she hadn't like, she hadn't separated herself enough from the pack or whatever. So you just really need to be aware of the target audience. Yeah. That was a very long answer, but um, that is something doing that research right away and knowing that you are speaking to an entirely different group of people is important. Yeah, no, it's helpful. I think it's really great and and super, super important. You know, I think having a dual brand or a sister brand um, is important. You know, if you want to serve, you know, a luxury clientele for one thing and then, you know, a lower clientele for another thing, you know, you can't have them together. It's confusing. (laughs) It's it's like Toyota and Lexus or Honda and Acura, right? Right. That is they're two separate demographics. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, audience. just mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. Love it. Oh, Gretchen, thank you so much for being here. This has been so amazing. I I'm really, I feel very empowered knowing like what many sessions, you know, many weddings are and like how to sort of structure it. So I really hope people listening now feel, feel the same way. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I would, I thank you for having me. And I would say, 
I, I want to like end on a positive note because I do think that small weddings are for everyone and for every business. And mm-hmm. what I really love about small weddings is that they're accessible to so many more couples. Yeah. And that is so amazing to see people having the wedding that they want and being able to afford it. And like, you know, just it's so, it's so lovely. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I think people say, well, I'm a DJ. How do I do small weddings? There's a way to do it. There's a way to craft packages. Like people still need MCs. And so I really think, think if you really like the idea of small weddings, start like blow up the model and start from scratch and really think about how you can serve that market. And it might be in a way that you never anticipated or never expected. And then ask other people, right? Like if you're a service provider who thinks that, you know, how can I do stationary for small weddings or how can I, you know, do DJ for small weddings, like start asking other, your trusted vendor partners, right? Like, what are you seeing with small weddings? How do you think I could be a benefit to a small wedding couple? And, and everybody can have that additional revenue stream if they, if they want it, and then they can create the package that serves them best and serves their, their, their clients best. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Such That's really great. So let's tell everybody uh, where they can find out more about you, your services and say hello online. Yes. So mini weddings is M I N N E for Minneapolis or Minnesota. I guess it could be either uh, mini weddings.com. You can learn all about mini weddings. You can go look at the available dates if you want. And on Instagram, it's at tiny weddings, M P L S. I'm still mad at Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he won't let me switch it to at mini weddings. And then if you want to work with me for, if you have questions about starting your small wedding business, I offer coaching through uh, my, my other website, Culver Creative. So it's culvercreative.com. And my last name is C-U-L-V-E-R. So Culver Creative. So I offer hourly coaching. So if you have some questions about getting started on your own small wedding business, we can do just an hour if you want to look at doing more than that and me helping you through the whole process. We can do that too. Um, but that would be the place that you would want to hit up to reach me there. I love that. Yeah. And all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up right now, click on the links and say hello to Gretchen and let her know you listened to today's show. Oh, I would love to hear from people. Yeah. Gretchen, thank you so much for being here. Hope to hope you hope to have you back soon. I would love to do that. Thanks for having me. Hope you liked today's episode with Gretchen. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to her for being our incredible guest today. It was such a great episode. And if you're interested in working with Gretchen or finding out how to start your own mini weddings um, division or you know arm of your business, or find out more about coaching and working with her, be sure to swipe on up, click the links, and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.